It's showtime. Ask the podcast coach for May 6, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. Oh, there it is. That fun-filled music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Mixler, what to do when you change your podcast. And I'm going to talk about... It's an old problem that is rearing its ugly head in uh, podcasting. And of course, we're looking to a- answer your podcast questions. Come on over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Or if you'd like to join on in, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And to help me answer those questions is the one and only from the average guy.tv, Jim Cullison. How's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Uh, happy belated Star Wars Day. That's always a big day in the tech communities. Uh-huh. As everybody goes nuts on May the fourth, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I I really kind of enjoy it. My my family all did T-shirts this year, so it's uh, fun fun to have that around. Can I say something blasphemous? Yeah, do it. I actually watched. Uh, I think it was TNN or one of those stations. Um, played all the movies. Yeah, TBS. I think TBS. TBS did it. Mark Hamill is not the world's greatest actor. You know what I mean? There are times when I'm like going, wow, that's, you know. I know, it's scary. Right now, too, he's he's seen some of his live stuff, and you're like, really? I mean, Mark, what's going on, dude? So, yeah, it, it's... um. I mean, he's, on the other hand, kudos for running with everything you got. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I guess I'm going to be Luke Skywalker till the day. No, he's actually done a lot of stuff with voiceover and stuff. Um, we could use that into a podcasting topic. Well, isn't he that he's the voice of the Joker, right? Yeah. For all yeah. the, for all the, yeah. He's for, done a couple of things with cartoons. Yeah. So when, yeah. when you can't get a gig someplace else, go, you know, whatever. Listen, you, when you're Luke Skywalker, you have it made for the rest of your life. I mean, can you imagine how that one role at that young of an age set him up for eternity? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's Luke Skywalker for God's sakes. Yeah. So. He makes it's, people it's, cry. He was on. Uh, he he made a, an appearance on May fourth on Jimmy Kimmel, and they had a guest on that actually invited him to his second birthday. He actually wrote him. I don't know how you write a letter when you're two, but mm. he somehow invited him to his birthday. So, and this guy's just a huge, star, you know, Star Wars nerd. Yeah, yeah. And he came on, and the guy was literally just about peeing his pants. I wonder how many Star Wars fan podcasts there are out there. Oh, there's there's got to be a ton, right? Tons. I just I haven't listened to. I've never listened to one. I know there's. But, uh, I know there's one. one that I think they actually. It's like Star Wars minute by minute or something like that, and they literally listen to a minute of the movie, and talk about it. Wow. And I'm like, really? Okay. So. That's the way to do it. I mean, it. It's a, certainly fan podcasts are a big deal. You live and die on the fandom. You know, if if in Daniel's case, I think he's saying he just said in chat that his once upon a time ends forever this month. And once Uh-oh. the show gets canceled, I mean, you can't really go too much longer. I imagine you you could stretch it out. Right. Think of Firefly. Right. That that uh, that one season of Firefly, and it's gotten gotten all this. Um, it has all this uh, fan these these fandoms that exist around it. It was one season. And they made a movie at the end, and yet it still holds on. I still talk to my friends like, hey, have you seen Serenity was the name of the movie? Have you seen Firefly? So anyways, it's, um, you, you, sometimes you get, these, you get these really weird pockets, these niches that just don't go away. Well, I guess you could always, um, like if, let's say you did a Friends show, 
Well, you could always follow Joey for a season until it died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure there might be a, a spinoff of some. I know um, the Big Bang Theory sounds like they're hanging it up eventually, and Sheldon's going to get his own show, or or I don't know if it's going to be him, but it's it's like it's a prequel. That always works well. That yeah. always works well because we know how Joey Joey spun off a show that didn't work. There's only one that I can think of, and that was uh, Frasier. But yeah. that I think that was the the whole crew kind of came with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there've been other spin-offs. I mean, Mary Tyler Moore was a spin-off of or no, what I'm I don't know. Boy, that I, I got to dust off a lot of cobwebs now. Oh, you guys are really thinking kind of yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't. Um, but there's some there's some great um, you know, if you're if you're into those genres, there's some great uh material in there and they can go well beyond Yeah. You know, the live shows as you go back, I think of um oh, the podcast about the Andy Griffith show. Yep. Uh two uh, chairs no waiting. Yeah, yeah, just I mean nostalgia, and so uh, there's some great opportunities in that. Yeah, well, one of the things we're going to get nostalgic about is the days when Mixler was free. Remember that? We'll, we'll be doing that. How's that for a transition? There uh, you go. Road. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Steve. To to take a quick ten second ten second tangent back, Rhoda was a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore. I knew there was some, and of course the Jeffersons were a spinoff. Of right. All in the Family. So it does work, but most of the time it doesn't. But um, anyway, so Mixler has, uh, thanks to uh, Jason Bryan for letting us know this, is apparently not going to be free anymore, to which I actually, you know, there was a part of me that was, you know, a little uh, like, all right, cool, because uh, that means they're not going to go out of business. If somebody's changing their, losing the free uh, plan, that means, A, you probably have a service that people are using but B, it's it's probably a bad thing because if you have too many people using the free thing, we have found over time uh, Padango and a couple other free media hosts that just don't make it. Um, so, uh, and I know, Jim, you were checking out the, the pricing. Yeah, you can still try it for free. So uh, you, you've got that option if you want to go out there and do it. And we've used Mixler in our pre-show just, you know, 10 minutes before to, to kind of get things going. So... If if you brought if you like to broadcast live or you want to broadcast link, I've gone to Spreaker for most of that because they host they do a great job of hosting the file as well and some other some other reasons. The integration with uh, iHeartRadio uh, back in the early days when when that was working, it still is working. Don't get me wrong, but it's a little it's a uh, it was free and all, some of those other things. But anyways, uh, with Mixler, their premium uh, ten bucks or ninety nine dollars a year, three hours per day uh, if you're broadcasting. So Dave, that's for most podcasters, they're gonna they're gonna jump back on Mixler, stay on Mixler. That's gonna be a plan. That's probably gonna work for them if they w- want to broadcast their one or two hour show, whatever. Three hours a day um, is what you get you, and it gets you all the basics, right? Being able to broadcast live, do what we do, mobile chat, chat, unlimited amount of listeners. You can schedule events. You get basic stats, and then it just goes up the chain, right? Twenty bucks will get you the premium. Uh, that adds some. You can disable the chat if you want to, and you can switch your audio quality in and out if you want to. And then uh, the producer, um, which they say it's really funny, they use the titles for casual use. That's the ten dollar plan for devoted use. That's the twenty dollar plan. And then for the pro, uh, five hundred bucks a year or fifty dollars a month, and uh, that gets you all the bells and whistles, including what's interesting is tune-in capability. So it looks like they've got some integration or they've built some integration with TuneIn. And if you're, of course, if you're following along, TuneIn has really made the jump to integrate in with all these assistants, all these audio assistants that we have out there. Uh, it works well with 
of course, with the Amazon device, TuneIn is a, is a um, kind of has most favored nation status when it comes to streaming things. You can stream stuff through those Amazon devices as well. Works with Cortana on, on Windows 10. You can load the, the app on Windows and say, you know, uh, Cortana, play TuneIn and play your podcast on TuneIn. It'll play it for you. So I think TuneIn is becoming a more and more important player in that. But yeah, no more. No more free free plan. Yeah, I'm um, doing the uh, the ten dollar month. I'm the casual user, and of course, we should probably mention this is a live thing. If you're not doing any kind of live broadcasting, then you don't need it. But uh, yeah, and I remember when I when I started paying them, they actually emailed me and said, "Why are you paying us? We gave you a free account." I said, "Because I like your stuff," and I said, "I want you to stay in business." I said, "I appreciate." They, it. Would you, you wouldn't host it there? They're not hosting, are they? I don't believe so. It's just live. For the most part, are they storing them there? I, I, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I know. Up. I know it's there. I have a because when I go in, I can add it to my show reel, and I think people can download. But I don't do. I mean, they don't do any iTunes tagging or anything like that. So I don't think they're really a meant to be a, a host. They do give me. I was amazed that like last week we had like fourteen or fifteen people uh, that have uh, were listening. Yeah, Daniel says they do save archives, and I remember that. I I had used, at one point in time, I was broadcasting live both on Spreaker and on Mixler at the same time. You can do that. And, um, yeah, I just wasn't getting enough. And then, you know, which chat room do you check? And, you know, yeah. all those, right? You don't want somebody to put there something in a chat room, and then it just sits dead. So we, we eventually just dropped Mixler and stayed on Spreaker. Well, it saved me when, uh, I remember one time I had uh, not checked our levels, and we were just... It was just this ball of distortion. And I went over, luckily, on Mixler, sometimes I, I don't, it's a little soft over on Mixler, and luckily it was perfect. It was just the right volume level. So I actually downloaded the file over there, and um, we, were, we were good over there. So yeah, Daniel says something similar. He said he used the archive recently when he ejected this SD card without stopping the oops, recording. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Been there, done it's that. Good. good to have a backup. I mean, does it really hurt? I mean, what does it really hurt you to broadcast live on Mixler and have it as an audio backup? Um, I've never thought of it that way. As you're saying it, we see this in the Facebook group all the time of like, hey, what's a good, you know, I, I'm trying to use a service that's recording what I'm doing and they keep failing when we think of, you know, the, the Skype stuff or whatever. Well, run a, you know, just add that to your plan, run a live thing out to Mixler. You don't have to even point anybody out there, but it would be an audio backup of your show being recorded if you got all the, right. you know, get all the vocal channels through it. So maybe not a bad way, bad backup. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to um, point out, there's a service I might bring. It's not dead. I just haven't mentioned it. And I've been going through rebuilding a website of mine of all these resources for podcasters. At uh, at this point, it's at podcastingresources.com. And I got to the the podcast promotion, and I was like, oh, wow, I forgot I had this. And I logged in, and it was funny because half the podcasters that were using this, it's podcastclicks.com. I wouldn't go over and sign up right now because I'm really close to just pulling the plug on the whole thing because I'm not sure if it's relevant anymore. And here's so that's the question is, the idea of this thing was you would put a piece of code on your website. You would upload a banner. So whatever it is, you could have like a, I think there's, I, I deleted the 468 by 60 or whatever the old banner size was. Um, we'd have these these banners. You would put a code on your, you know, in your sidebar or wherever, and it would promote other shows. And for every banner that you showed on your site, your banner would be showed on somebody else's site. And then much like iTunes, you could have different categories. So you could just choose to show categories that you're in, 
or you could show them all. And I had one that was like explicit. So if somebody had, you know, this week in sex on fire, whatever the show was, um, something that was a little more adult related, you had to put it in that category. And if I ever saw somebody like I, I would approve all the banners. So if somebody had a big insert body part here, I was like, okay, that's not going on the network. Um, and so what I did was I, I was like, Hmm, maybe I should number one. I noticed that, Hey, I was really surprised. There's no WordPress version of this. I thought I should, I bet there's a better system for this now. And there really isn't. And the old system is, is very like web 1990, but it does work. It's still working fine. It's never been hacked, but I noticed I was on version 4.0. They're on version 8.0 at this point. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I should upgrade. Uh, I want to move it off onto a different server. And then I was like, before I do all this work, is this something that people would even be interested in? And so if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash banner poll, um, you can say yes or no. Uh, the only thing, last time it was everybody was free. And I realized that not everybody wants to put banners on their website. There is the ability uh, in this system, if I wanted to, where you could pay for banners and that way you would get the promotion without putting banners on your website. And I thought, well, maybe I would turn that on this time. Jim, what are your thoughts on this idea? Because I'm on, I'm on the fence. Yeah, it, it's tough. I put a quick poll in the chat room to yeah. say, hey, are banner ads dead? I, I don't, I just can't, with, in, in the age of so much blocking going on in the browsers with right. banner ads, with ads in general, um, I just, I don't know if they're effective anymore. And I, I, I nothing annoys me more than when I go to a news site because I'm trying to find, you know, I've clicked off Facebook and I'm trying to, something interesting to me and the page is just full of ads, right? I mean, it's just basically I just, I hit clickbait and I came in and, you know, they, they've got some kind of provocative news header headline and, it, and the page is full of ads. So I think most people today are turned off by ads, especially when it's just obnoxious and over the top on your website. And then I just don't know how many podcasters are actually going to the website anymore to look to to get anything that was like, my thought tell, my traffic is down uh not down a lot but it's down more than it was last year at this time from people actually coming back yet my numbers have stayed the same or are growing a little bit so i just don't know if we're in a, and i don't know if the on mobile if it's that effective you know if we are going to the website on mobile most of the time and if i'm listening to a podcast and you say oh go check the show notes and i'm going to go over to your site and do it I'm going to do it on my mobile device. And of course, banner ads are not as effective on mobile devices as they were on the PC. So I don't know, Dave, I, I wouldn't think it would get much traction or have much success, it, you know, even in this banner exchange idea where right. it's minor free and I'm playing yours. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to be that effective. Because I was amazed that I'm still getting like hundreds of thousands of impressions of the people that are still on there, even though, really? yeah, I was like, wow, people are still using this. Do, do, is there is there any way of... Uh, of knowing of a click, is there a click through yeah. rate? In other words, yeah, and, and about what kind of percentage? Two point six three. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, and if I was you're getting like, hundreds of thousands of views, yeah. and you're getting two percent. You know, um, yeah, hmm. I don't know. And I thought, well, if nothing else, it's fr it's free to me. I mean, aside from the hosting, you know, I was like, I, it's kind of what Where's I. Where's the banner? Where's the banner exchange that you're put on uh, your site? Where have you uh, Where have you loaded that to? It's at the the website's podcastclicks.com. And, you know, it's, um, you can see the banners are like, I think I have 150 by 150, which is really small. And then I think I had 1240 
by 180 or something like that. So they're little baby banners. And we would add something like 300 by 250. That's a fairly popular size, maybe a skyscraper. You know, that it's one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like, mm, you know. So I might move it and upgrade it and throw it out there. And then what I did was I think I put, once there were X amount of people in a category, I would throw one school of podcasting banner that was kind of, and it was well known that, hey, occasionally you're going to see a school of podcasting banner in here. So if you don't like it, quit not paying me um, kind of thing. So, um, but it was, uh, I just thought I'd throw it out there. I was like, I was going through, the other thing I thought was funny about this is I go through uh, and looking at all these different resources because what happened was, and this is again, kind of the whole thing. um, The, the script I was using at podcasting-resources.com, um, the company went out of business. They just, well, half of them started another company and then they it, it got kind of flaky and I went to email them and they're like, yeah, we, we're not here anymore. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So as I'm now updating podcastingresources.com, no, no dash in the middle, there are things like PodWallet. I remember that was one of those things like uh, AdvertiseCast that will help you find you sponsors. No. And the other thing, and I'm not sure why, a lot of things that go out of business, the Chinese buy those domains. I mean, it's all like click Chinese. Click, oh, is this still here? Click Chinese. It's like, you know, it was interesting that uh, how many things had just gone out of business or even like, oh, I forget there was one t-shirt company that used to make t-shirts that was kind of you know, that, and in some cases it was interesting to see places that had, had grown, but I was amazed at many things that just went down the tubes. Well, those early, there's a lot of good ideas in the early nineties, early 2000 that, that, um, just never made it right. They were, they were too early. They, yeah, this banner exchange idea, man, I can remember 97, 98, that was a big deal. Oh. Like we were all trying to do banner exchange, right? I was dying last night. Cause I actually, I'm Googling this. I'm like, well, if there's a better thing, if it looks better, and literally everything that came up was either A, join our banner exchange, and those websites were literally done in front page, I'm telling you, or they were an old homestead yeah. site or whatever. And I was like, I, have I gone back to 92? <laughs> you know, it was crazy. <laughs> um, if I was in Back to the Future or something like that. But um, so, yeah, this, so that's one of the things I've been uh, thinking about. And then um, I'm, I'm going to name redacted on this one, but I, I've seen this happen now like one a month. Which to me is like, hmm, I'm seeing a trend here, and it's not a good trend. Uh, and, and what it is, is it says, hello, um, always wanted to start a podcast, so I bought my equipment, and this person had a, a picture, and there was a desk with two boom arms, two microphones, and a mixer, and I uh, bought my equipment, and it's set up already and ready to go. Now the hard part. Want to guess what he asked, Jim? Go. What did he ask? Uh, what should I talk about? Oh, <laughs> yeah. How did y'all get inspired or any ideas of what to make your shows about? How to format any advice is greatly appreciated. And I was like, oh, holy schmoly. And that's, on one hand, I'm like, kudos, because there are a lot of people that are the opposite. I know what I want to talk about, but they get stuck on buying the equipment. This this person flip-flopped. So I kind of said, hey, you know, I have things that will help you with that. But basically, you know, what would you talk about? even if nobody was listening and you didn't get paid to talk about it, because when you first start out, that's kind of where you're at. And there are things that you can do. You can ask your friends, what, what do you think are my strengths? 
and you know obviously things like that but i just saw that and i was like hmm that's like another one i've seen and and they're starting to pop more more and more which is i i get it that you're really really excited because they've read whatever four or five things like podcasting is is the now thing and they they jump in and then they go buy the software and it's like ooh it's a little because i mean on one hand he's got two microphones he might end up doing a solo show Right. It's a good looking setup. I, yeah. I remember I remember seeing that. I was like, wow, that's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool setup. Seriously, how do you get that far and not have it, you know, have an idea what you're gonna do? But you know, I, I guess I you know, it people get there with it. I, I just can't imagine it going that direction unless you're kind of a hardware nerd and you just like the concept of the hardware. Dave, it is I think we underestimate the 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 difficulty of that very first podcast for yeah. most people it's you're nervous you're throwing yourself out there it there's you know it's like am i going to get rejected are people going to laugh at me who's going to listen i mean just all those very things so i it is you know getting for for those of us who are into their 10th or 50th or 500th show i think we we take for granted the you know the the work uh, that it takes and and all the stuff that we did, but getting over the hump of that very first podcast is hard. Yeah, I mean, I just for a lot of people, it's it's just really difficult. So I, I I don't, you know, we say just do it, but I think sometimes that's a little harder. I think it was easier for us because nobody was listening back then. Yeah, well, and I came off. We were talking about TV show spinoffs. Mm. I am my my home gadget geeks is a spinoff of of uh, the home server show, and I just I spun off another show and I dragged. You know, I dragged uh, 300 along with me. Hey, you want to listen to another tech show? Come on over here. So, you know, I was a spinoff, and I think that's a lot easier if you're podcasting with someone else and then you just spin it off. If I were going to, you know, if I were going to spin off some kind of podcast show off of this one, and God, I never would. Trust me, I do. <laughs> enough. I talk enough about podcasting here. But um, it would be, we'd have a built-in audience. And if you, you know, I could always say, hey, we're starting a new show on Tuesday nights, whatever, or we're going to talk podcasting. Uh, and I won't do that, by the way, but it would be easier that way to, to spin it off. So that's another, I, and I actually encourage new podcasters to get involved with somebody else on a podcast, somebody who's maybe been doing been doing it for a while and then spin themselves off. Yeah. Well, it worked for Serial and S-Town, you're right. Big, yeah. huge audiences oh, from This shoot. American Life. Listen, NPR kills it in this area because they are just one big, gigantic promotion machine. That's NPR. They're, listen, they promote themselves now on other podcasts more than they podcast. I mean, I, I, I'm i a big Radiolab fan, and, and I bet two or, no, let's say, three out of every fourth show is a promotion yeah. for a new show. Yeah. It's just, I, it's, I've kind of gotten like, are you guys doing anything at Radio Lab? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are, are we getting anything original? The other day, they played a show that they played two years ago. And I was like, um, guys, I'm, you're only getting one a month. Well, the other thing and I thought I'm, was interesting is they had this thing where if you donate X amount of money, this other company will like match it or double it. And then they came back and said, hey, you did great. Thanks so much. Um, they said, if we do it again, and I'm like, okay, so you, you have a ton of cash, I know. mountains of cash. And I'm not getting any content. I'm like, what's what's the deal uh, over there? Because yeah, I'm with you. Stories, I like Radio Lab. Their stories are harder to create. They do yeah. do some great uh, journalism. I mean, the the stuff that they cover is big and expensive, and they, you know, they fly people all over the country to get good audio and some of those kinds of things. And yeah, it's expensive. It's just that I've seen a trend over the last year where every three out of every four episodes is a 
advertisement for a new podcast. Yeah. You know, hey, this, you know, this is uh, 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 Robert Krolich. We're bringing in, you know, Mary Jane from the new mm-hmm. and, you know, from our new podcast. And then they just take over. And you're like, man, I wish I had that gig or I could just do, yeah. you know, 10 seconds. <laughs> Introduce of new intro. shows. Yikes. Yeah. So, anyways, hey, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't rant on that, but, but, um, I'm with you. Though. I sent a thing into, um, uh, startup said, Hey, call this number and leave us feedback. And I said, Hey, Alex, your first season of startup I loved. I said, I learned about you and I learned about your company and I got attached to hearing about you. I said, Your second season was about some t shirt guy and I really didn't care about him. And I didn't really care about the story. And I said, And now you're giving me new stories that are like maybe one or two episodes long. I go, that's this American life. It's a new story every week, well-produced. And I go, it's great content. I go in the meantime, I'm like, what's going on with Gimlet? You know, all this stuff is going on. You're adding shows, you're, you're canceling shows. I would love to know the behind the scenes of stuff of your show. That's what startup was about starting up your company. I said, so I said, so take it for what it's worth. I'm still listening, but I said, I'm heading towards the unsubscribe button because I want to know what's happening with you. So, you know, when you change your podcast, you know, things are going to happen. Uh, Jim, I know you were talking about some things changing on your end. Yeah, well, you know, here's a question I have for you, Dave, and for the audience out there that's listening live. You know, when you make a change in your podcast, recently this week, we made at Gallup, we made a big change. It's a pricing change. And anytime you change prices on anything, you know, your, your customers get a little agitated. So I've been dealing with that since I'm the face of, of, out from that standpoint, I've been dealing with kind of some of that negative blowback. But when you change and you're letting your audience know you're changing, do you err on the side of over-communication or do you just rip the Band-Aid off and get it done? You know, because one of the things, and I hear this from people all the time, it's like, you know, make sure your audience knows where you're going and the things that you're doing and be very clear about it. But one of my experiences has always been no matter how clear you are, people always argue with you. Always. Doesn't matter what you do. They just will continue to argue. (laughs) And so you can continue, you know, to, you can have these back and forth conversations. And if they disagree with you, they'll just continue to argue with you. So is it worth it to have that argument? Or do you just rip the bandaid off and say, guys, we're making this change, you know, and, and move on because uh, your listeners will eventually, the, 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 you know, the negative or, yeah, the negative blowback will eventually settle down. So Dave, advice from you when you think about, when you're making changes in your podcast, and let's say they're fairly significant changes in what you're doing, how much time do you spend or should you spend letting, you know, working with your, your audience and, and explaining it? And, and then let me, give, let me give one more example. So Microsoft a couple of years ago was really bad at this. They would make changes and then they would produce 2,000 word blog posts that, and sometimes more that would over explain it. And then their audience would just parse those blog posts and in that would create more conversation than just guys, here's what we're doing. Here's what you need to do. So your thoughts, Dave, you, you, you do long explanations, just rip the bandaid off. I don't know if I would do a long explanation. I might do a long explanation to somebody who then contacted me and complained. Um, I but like I, that. I think like that. if you, there's a book, Oh man. Hmm. I wish I could remember. I grew up reading this book. This guy used to, the CEO of, of my first company I worked for, it's like the fifth discipline. And one of the disciplines was share the vision. Share, if, you're, if your employees don't understand the vision of the company, 
they should understand that how they impact the vision and blah, blah, blah. So I think if you share the vision of, hey, we're doing this because of this, because this is where we're going, then in theory, the people that want to go that way will go, oh, okay, I get it. Now, if somebody wanted to go someplace else, then they're not going to be happy. And they go, wait, yeah. wait, 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 I'm going over there. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I, I know that's where you want to go. We're not going there anymore, though. We're going over here. And that's where you kind of got to go. So if you're not going where I'm going, it's really, I really appreciate your support. See you later. And that's the tough one, you know, but that's. I think the hard part, especially if you're going to make a significant change, we had Jeff on last week and he's made some significant changes in his podcasts, you know, over time. If you're going to make significant change, you have a large large audience. I think you got to bring them to it in kind of chunks. You know, don't, I I think it's not either or, it's both and. You need to be clear and concise and quick in your communication. So little bits of information about where you're going and what you're doing. uh, Far enough in advance that they begin to catch that vision, but not all at once. Not kind of a, you know, an eight-page letter to your customer that says, hey, here's everything that we're doing. Same in the podcasting world, like, you know, not necessarily dumping all the changes all at once, but kind of bring them into it in some strategic you know, thought process around, okay, maybe I'm going to deliver this message in five different chunks that are all going to make sense and be organized as we go along and then make that change. Give them the opportunity to kind of react and respond to and get some feedback from it. That's not always possible in business and right. in podcasting. It's not always possible. You know, you don't, if you've got a brand new idea, you don't want someone to steal it. You've got to just do it. You know, you can't, you can't forecast it. Well, in the case of Mixler, I forget when they said their prices are going up, but they're giving you plenty of time to know so that if you want, if you're like, Oh, like, yeah, they're, yeah a couple weeks. they're letting you, Hey, if, if somebody else has uh, done that. So, Hey, we have Kim jumping in. Um, so I think that's part of it. Any kind of change, if you can, like you said, you don't want to go too crazy, but if you, if it's something that you're, you're, you're providing a service, if you can give people a, a chance to find something else, cause if they're not going to go, that would be great. So uh, yeah. Good morning, Kim. Hey, Kim. We can't hear you. Yeah, your software muted. muted on. Um, your software muted in the Hangout. Let me see if I can unmute yeah, you. Yeah, hover up here. It'll. Boom, no, boom. you can't. She just. There we go. There we go. Good morning. There we go. I have some questions. Okay. Yeah. I'm working with a new client who is one of those people who gets all the equipment, and gets all the stuff, and then she says, "Oh, content, yeah," but she does have a plan, which is better than the guy with two mics and a mixer. Mixer. First of all, she's interested in some free hosting sites. Ugh. So Ugh. Podbean, yeah, I know, Ugh. SoundCloud. Ugh. She's only going to be doing this for a year, and after that year, this site disappears. It's an election site. She's running for an office in an organization. Mm. So, so if I'm not looking long term. I would say, so your candidate is fine building your house on sand? They could go away um, and, it, you know, to me it's like, hmm. See, she's in the situation that she has this amount of money. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's why she's interested in finding out about free. Is that Kim, how much, really an option? How much is she going to podcast? I mean, what hours per, what's her, what's her um, forecast? She does not know, but probably starting out with five, two to three minute podcasts, and then maybe twice a month. I'm guessing. I don't know yeah. that she has a plan. Is she going to have a large back catalog? No. She just doesn't. She really doesn't care about it. Once the campaign's over, it's That's over. Right. 
right? It, right. It, it can um, be down. She wants to make two minute um, audio clips on her stand on various topics and then um, podcast slash blog once or twice a month. Yeah. And she, she cares about the RSS feed or is she just looking she for a player? She doesn't know what an RSS feed is. Yeah. 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 So is she going to try to, is she going to drive people? Well, are you going to drive people to a site? Are you going to have people try to subscribe to this thing? Are you going to, you know, are you going to use a player on Facebook? What's your thought about delivery? There is no plan. Okay. What do you think? Um, I wanted to do audio because I don't know how to do video. (laughs) Well, video is not that much different than audio, to be honest with you. There's, there's some easy ways around that, but audio is certainly easier uh, you know, it's one dimensional. You don't have to worry about the, 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 the complex, the complexity of editing from that standpoint. Also, um, then we don't have to buy equipment. She, I don't, I think all she's got right now is a laptop with a microphone. So telling her that she might have to buy lights and she might have to buy a backdrop. She, she would probably not be happy with that and say yeah. audio only is fine with her. Yeah. Have you thought about just putting them on YouTube? It is an option. It is an option. Yeah. Also, can you bring your microphone down by your mouth? I think you're using your I know, headset. No, I think we're using our camera mic. No, well, it's our headset. It's our headset mic that we're using. Yeah. All right. Then I'll bring that down. There Much we better. go. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll move this. Um, yeah. I have two bottom of the barrel. My my official bottom of the barrel, and they're not horrible, but they're cheaper is Podbean. If you have, okay. if you have to go free, awesome, but their stats are crap. And their player is slow to load. Well, hey, podcast.com is still free. So if you go to podcast with an S, they're still free. Um, and they've been around two years now. And not, they, I think they just got purchased by somebody else. They're not showing any signs of going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. They, okay. they, I, that's a service that I've been posting to. I don't get a ton of traffic out there. But that's a pretty easy to use and easy to manage site. I would put it in the, the risk category of... SoundCloud because we don't know they could shut that thing down at any at any time. Okay, um, but yeah, podcast.com. I think all sound will do your first twenty hours for free. Pinecast will do free. Your website is very um, your stats are bleh, uh, but they're free. But they only keep the last ten episodes in your feed. Now I don't know if they're on your website. But they're only last ten episodes are in your feed, and then okay. it's, and then it's five dollars a month if you want to go up for one podcast, and then they have this like they they have five or fifty, so you're either playing almost nothing or bleeding, um, and there's one of those that's like they work. It's not. Eh, I've been using them for the podcast rodeo show. It's like this is not my definitely not my first choice. Well, if I were going to be paying $5 a month, why wouldn't I just pay a couple bucks more and go to Libsyn? Right. Or I'd go to Podbean. I I would go down. I think they have a – doesn't Podbean have like a $3 a month plan or something ridiculous? Somebody just told me they're free, and I found that hard to believe because I'd never heard anybody say they were free before. They used to have a free plan, Um, but it was – everybody has a free – I mean, Spreaker has a a free plan, but I think you get 45 minutes a month. Or something like that. It's it's really um, most people that have a free plan. It's there for you to log in, look at the back end, upload an episode, and then you're out of space. Because, right. Because if you make it to where you can use it, then you end up like Mixler years later, going, "Hey, guess what? We're canceling the free camp, the free plan." 
Yeah. And since we have a one year limit on this, I'm not sure that that's a big issue for her. Right. Because we can certainly two minute videos or two minute audio can just be kept on a key drive somewhere and we can pull those back up as needed. Do you think she'll ever use more than three hours of audio in a year? I, I don't know. She really doesn't know what she wants to do. Um, Mm. You know, putting out her, the planks of her platform on a podcast is really radical for this organization. Mm -hmm. And so that this, she's breaking new ground. Then I I would back up then. Because you're trying to give her a solution and you don't know where you're going yet. And I know she doesn't well, know where she's going, but she doesn't know where she's going either. Well, so, then, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, what her options are. And part of that cost analysis is a cost analysis of how do we figure out how much this is going to cost for what she thinks she might want to do. And we don't want to pay more. We don't want to pay for more hosting than she's going to need. Yeah. But if we could get something that would be nearly free or free enough, that's that's a good plan for her. Yeah. I like, um, and I know Dave's going to hate me for this one, but I, I like SoundCloud for this reason only. Like disposable. <laughs> he just, just threw up in his mouth. I know he did. Uh, uh, three hours, they're disposable. You you don't know where you're going with it. It it does have pretty pretty good visibility, and it has a pretty easy embeddable player. I mean, they, they have made a lot of things pretty easy. I'm not a big fan of them for the long term. I'm not saying podcasters should go there, and that should right. be their primary site. Okay. I'm not saying all those things, but... For try, especially when she doesn't know what she's doing, a SoundCloud relationship is super easy. Get in there, sign okay. up. They have a fairly flat free plan. Give it a try. I mean, make a dozen of these things. If they're two or three minutes, make yeah. them try and float them. You don't have to stay there, right? If you're going to go, right. if you find she's going to do something different, um, then move at that point, right? It's not that hard to move uh, from there. But SoundCloud does give you a good opportunity. Just get some stuff out there and try some stuff out and, and some busy okay. With, with and, very little relationship ties. And Daniel J. Lewis had a screenshot this month of how uh, multiple people on Reddit were saying that iTunes uh, iTunes wasn't updating from SoundCloud. So who doesn't want that kind of service? <laughs> well, again, I'm not saying <laughs> you move your service there, Dave. It's just for, I like, even for podcasters that are trying stuff out, I just love that SoundCloud platform for the feedback and some of those. It's just easy to use that way. Um, again, I don't recommend people stay there, but right. from a disposable audio standpoint, it's perfect for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now here's question number two. Okay. Um, somewhere recently I saw, and I think maybe Jim posted this. If you want to really get up on iTunes, you make sure you put Chinese on your image. Mm. Not from you, Jim. Mm. Maybe from no, not somebody for me, else. It sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So where can I get that done? Why would you do that? Because she is also trying to collect. This is an international organization, so she wants to reach out to people who are in China. And so she and, wants a Chinese yeah. image in her artwork. Yes, a Fiverr would the, be my guess. Fiverr. Yeah, I'd go yeah. or or, or a, some sort of Chinese Facebook group or somebody because you don't want to like have this cool symbol. Then you find out that it actually says you know rotten grapefruit in Chinese, but it looks cool. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I need somebody trustworthy. Fiverr, I'm questioning their yeah, that's true. trustworthiness. Yeah, no, no, I would I, find I, it... I would need to have somebody else who could look at it and say, yeah, that that says what you say. Yeah, it says. I, I would. Yeah, uh, that's. I do not have a resource for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Google. I don't either. Yeah. And I'm also looking at multilingual website. 
and that's a whole new can of cats I've never even thought about opening. This it gets uber complicated when you start adding in new languages, and yes. we we face this at Gallup all the time, and we spend a lot of money in translations, and not just translations, but validations of translations, and then even when we do that, we get feedback that it's not right, and so yeah. it, it's it this this area is super super hard, and it's super expensive, so. Um, just, just know there aren't a lot of services, so to speak, that aren't going to, aren't going to be expensive for the most part when you, when you move forward with it. It's a complex issue. It is. And I found something called WPML, which is WordPress multi-language, I assume. Mm -hmm. And apparently they do some translations for you. Um, others, if you want a large amount of translation, you have to pay a fee, but they will at least translate part of your site. And that's another option for her. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what do I put on the plate that I serve her? Because if I overwhelm her, we don't get anywhere. And she has a deadline she needs to get this up by. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, that's the other thing is if she's not willing to pay for hosting, how is she going to pay for a multilingual website? Well, no, she's got a certain amount of money. She's just got to figure out how to allocate it. And it may be better mm -hmm. to allocate it to the multilingual than it is to a podcast host. Okay. Yeah, that's. It's uh... just a challenge. We're trying to figure this out. Do you have access to guests uh, in language? In other words, if she's doing a podcast, can she create audio in a different language? Does she have access to people in the in an organization that speak that language? She Chinese? might. Yeah. She might. I don't There's know. One. She's got a former student who's said that the former student said she would do the translations. Yeah. Here, here's what we're finding, or here's what I'm finding with translations: that when we when you put the written word into translations people pick it apart in the other language. So when I'm, when I'm going from English oh, yeah. to Spanish and I get that Spanish translation, no matter how many times we've had it checked, somebody comes up and says, oh no, this part's wrong and this, you didn't do this. You didn't use this right word here and this doesn't mean that no matter what we do. When we speak it, all there's, there's way more forgiveness in the language when someone's sure. actually speaking it. Sure. And so we've started doing a lot more audio content in language, even when it's, a, when it's not their first language than written stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she she may want to spend more time instead of trying to get documents translated, if she can get a speaker, a native speaker, or even a second language speaker yeah. to do in the audio version of it, she may have better success. Jason says he uh, he used WPML or one of its plugins and it gave visitors a drop down of what language they, they read it in. But yeah, you are going to end up sounding like Yoda. That's, I mean, well, I, I, I get... Fine. I get people yeah. at Libsyn that you can tell that English is not their first language. And then you go, right, over to, right. you go over to troubleshoot their feet and everything's in German. You're like, that's why they were talking of speech that when could not find answer kind of thing. You're like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> yes. So that's what well, I like the idea of doing the audio with um, my candidate being in English and the respondent being in Chinese. Yeah. That would make that would make it really simple and very interesting for people who are not native Amer native english speakers yeah. but they're chinese easier to transcribe too right so you can get a transcription uh, uh right. google will do an automatic transcription for you and then you can have somebody clean up that transcription rather than starting from scratch so it'll be a little bit a little bit a little bit faster a little bit cheaper that way it might be better to just ask the person to um transcribe it herself sure. totally and and that way um i don't have to pay anybody else because right that person's already doing this gratis yeah right and on. 
Um, transcriptions. I've discovered that how we speak and how we write. Oh, are very forget different. about it. Totally. Yeah. And so the first time I transcribed an interview, I said, this is the end of transcriptions on my website <laughs> because this person reads like an idiot, but came across very professionally, very interesting right. in the interview. And I said, I can't do this to her. Yeah. When, so when I found out, because I was paying, I think a dollar a minute for a transcription. And by the time I then got that transcription and beat it into shape for something you could read, I was like, yeah. I can just type this for the amount of time I spent beating up a transcription into something. Because we don't. We don't talk like we write. We don't write like we talk. And Yeah. So, I'm not a big fan of transcriptions anyway. No, that, that will make me click away from your website like, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. Naked I agree. poo yeah. on fire. Some like, people require them. You know, just know that some, some people require them. Yeah. And, and if, you know, I don't know in the political circles or whatever if you do get into that. I. Um, at least you have the option there. So, but the mm -hmm. audio, that audio, the spoken word is just more forgiven than the written word is. And you may, it just okay. may go faster that way for you so. too. Um, that, that's a great idea. And if we could have somebody do the translation audio instead of record, instead of, tr um, putting it down into Chinese characters, then they may figure out how to upload it to a, a Roman language, um, format on my WordPress that solves a lot of problems. Yeah. I, thanks. This is really, yeah, this has been cool. really helpful. Good. All, All right, Kim. Right, thanks for jumping thanks, guys. in. No, good to see you. Yeah. The, nice seeing you too. The other thing I would, would warn you about in my travels, like if somebody came to me and said, I want a podcast for free, I would say I'm not your guy because I have found the less money they want to spend, the more they want to complain. So well, you could be walking into a giant headache. I didn't say I wasn't charging. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying, just. I like, oh, I yeah. like the, I like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's paying me. She, it's just how much is she going to be paying me versus how much is she paying Libsyn or Blueberry right. or SoundCloud or well, whoever. The, the fun part is then you, you give her tools that are meh. And when she gets meh results, it's like, hey, I'm not, where, I can't tell where people are coming from. I don't know what tools that, well, you, you're using, I told you this. Yeah, so have fun. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Now, I suspect you'll be right, but she's a nice person, and I don't think we'll have a lot of arguments. I, and I don't think statistics are even on her radar, so if I don't tell her about them, she won't know. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Uh, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, help. It, it sounds like she needs all the help, Kim, that you can give her, so... Uh, yes. It is an interesting problem, to say the least. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think, uh, you know, go forward and, and try some things out. You may be on the edge of something new. I am. That's why I'm being on the bleeding edge means you get cut and you bleed a lot. You do. It's you fun. do. Okay. Fun. Carry lots of Band-Aids. Okay. Thanks <laughs> a lot, guys. All right. Take Bye -bye. Care. Thank you. Well, of course, the happy music means it's time to uh, to thank our – it's the first of the month. So I'm going to take a deep breath and try to thank all of our, our lovely patrons – uh, that would include Josh Rivers from creativestudio.academy, Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network, Nick Suberling, Alan Meisner, uh, Barry Kessler, Frank Brill, Dale Henninger, the one and only Jim Collison, um, oh, uh, uh, Corner Talk, um, Darren Dake, uh, Joe Taylor, Josh uh, Liston, Mark King, Creepy Kingdom, uh, Cauldron's Crypt, uh, Kale Nelson from uh, Ham Radio 360, um, mm-hmm, Wahoo Idea Network, uh, Kim Slusher, Jeremy Dennis, Rob Griffith, Corey from Ivy Envy, Garrett Godfrey, 
Slept in the Government Class podcast. Uh, Mike Moody, uh, Barb, Jay Cleveland Payne. Uh, Mike Moody, you are in here twice, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, Alan Palmer, Emily Prokop from um, the Story Behind podcast, Gary and Margaret from Kiwi Mana, Jason Bryant from uh, Matt Talk Online, David Wilson, the Seahawkers podcast, Craig from Inglaze podcast, and of course, Cody Saison. And uh, if you'd like to be one of our awesome supporters, we do thank everybody at the beginning of the month. And uh, for a certain amount, you're actually listed on the website, plus a whole bunch of back catalog and things like that. I'm going to be uploading a new new video today that nobody's going to buy, but it's interesting to see. Um, this thing about how, how you can find influencers online, it's $300 a month. But I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm never going to buy it. But uh, I was like, you guys might want to see that. So thanks to all our fun-filled, awesome supporters. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So. Cool. I appreciate those supporters. So it all goes to Dave. Hey, um, speaking of Patreon, how are we doing on time? Good. Um, I had three people sign up for the Patreon a uh, dollar a month. I will take that. And uh, you ready for the giant commercial that I did to get them to sign up? Here it is. Now, there's a little bit of Steve Stewart in this. So, but this is what I, this is what they heard to get them to sign up. But I do believe a majority of your listeners are not newbie podcasters. And that's why they should sign up for my Patreon account. Wait, did I say that out loud? That was it. That was the awesome promotion I did to get people to sign up at the Patreon account. And I put the one for Ask the Podcast Coach, not the one for the School of Podcasting, because that one's almost dead. Um, and my point here is people can't sign up. People cannot buy, people cannot hire what they don't know about. And so here, apparently I had people in my audience that would be happy to throw me a dollar a month. Uh, they just didn't know it was an option. They thought I had the school of podcasting. I had consulting and I don't know, that's it. So I just went, Oh, they should join my Patreon. I got put a link in the uh, show notes. And next thing I know, I had three people sign up. So one of them was Mike Moody, who's already a supporter. So Mike is doubly thanked. So uh, it's one of those things, if you don't mention it, nobody's going to sign up. I thought that was rather interesting that I um, I just did that as a, I was just being a joke, you know, nothing too crazy. And next thing I know, three people signed up. And I was like, hmm. So. Yeah, you got to let you got to let people know you have it. And you then, know, it, nobody will magically find it. Um, don't make it obnoxious, though. Right. No. Just, yeah. just say you've got it. It's a great way to support the show. And I, I love it. I, I try to support as many as I can um, through it when when they're using it and I know they're they're using it and we we've on home gadget geeks we've seen a little increase in it as well so it's been a great way to kind of promote that and folks surprisingly Dave people actually do want to give and support things that they really value and so if you make that reasonable uh, they'll they'll participate and then the other question I wanted to hit this came from Darwin Dave he simply asked the question what are you passionate about and I was like, mm, that's a good question. Jim, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. I think for me, he said picking up his pen. Um, I, the thing that always kind of um, um, makes me just jump into action is helping people. I don't know how that got burned into my DNA, but that's why I was a teacher. That's I remember the first time I went in and taught people how to run their office equipment, and I felt like a superhero. My favorite is I would go in, somebody would buy a new piece of equipment, and I would show them how to make double-sided copies. This is back in the day. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm like, oh, if you if you put your, your things in this way, it'll actually turn it into a book. And they're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And the whole time I'm thinking, this was on your old equipment. This is not a new feature. You just didn't know it was there. And so I help people get the most out of their equipment. 
And I was like, well, this is really cool. And I was like, everybody's buddy. And that, that somehow planted a seed that I'm like, wow, I really like helping people. Um, so that's one of my passions, I think. Uh, Jim? Yeah, I, I think for me, it's just uh, amplifying somebody's message. So, you know, in this case, Dave, you're, you want to help podcasters. And I do too. I mean, I really enjoy having these conversations and helping people get the best of, of stuff. I realize not every answer is cut and dry and this is hard and the stuff that we do. But no, I, 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 am, I like making other people big deals. So for me, it's a big deal when I'm helping somebody become a big deal. I myself don't need to do that. It's not, I mean, it feels good when, when people recognize you and say nice things, all that stuff is good, right? We're built that way as humans, but uh, I really enjoy making people, other people, big deals. So that's a, that's fun for me. Podcasting is a great way to do it. I've gotten to do it at work uh, in a couple ways. Um, and look what we've done out here. I mean, we've, we're a hundred and whatever shows into this thing and we get 25 to 30 to show up on a Saturday morning at, at nine thirty, right type deal and and uh it's fun to do and we always just appreciate the audience that's out there and and the interaction that they have with us dave you're a part of people's live every single week and that's i think that's a big deal so it's fun to be a part of it yeah i think that, i mean I'm, I'm pretty passionate about music um and i think that's one of the things why i like podcasting is you end up you can end up painting with audio as opposed to, because I, I, my brother, I mean, I'm a big stick figure theater kind of guy. I am not the artist in the family. That all went to my brother. But to me, I love the fact that with sound and sound effects and your voice and all sorts of other fun things, you can actually kind of paint with audio. Um, oh, I would, totally. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, I, I just released the latest edition of The Messengers. And that's a tough podcast to create because nine times out of 10, I'm listening with my ears, but I'm also listening with my heart. Mm-hmm. And the uh, editor of the podcast, of the movie, sent me a, a rather lengthy um, uh, voicemail, for lack of a better phrase, of him talking about his father-in-law who died literally the day before the movie premiered. And he was like the, the movie's biggest cheerleader. And so, as you might imagine, he's sobbing through most of it. And I was like, it was so intimate like he just walked in and just dropped trial like no and i was like oh you know so i'm like okay how do i take this now i could put it out but it's gonna bum everyone out it really just is so i found ways to mix in his story he he told a story so i found pieces where other people were telling the story and then uh this and then it was just weird but the whole thing was shaping a story and at the end of it, it was like, okay, this is, it's still really sad and, and touching, but it was doable, but it was a matter of like, okay, how do I paint this to where it's, it's going to make people hopefully feel okay at the end. And that, that was, it was tough. I was sitting there crying, listening to the thing. And I heard it like 4 million times by the time I, I let go of it. So, um, anyway, uh, Emily says, I don't remember hearing that song. What is, did I, am I, oh, they were, no, no, they're talking about Emily. You know, she's been covering, we didn't start the fire ah. the original song. And so Kim had been saying she had been, she'd been listening to that and hadn't, wasn't very familiar with that song. I was been surprised. I've been listening to that too, Emily. And I've been surprised at how many references he jams into that song. Yeah. When, you know, when we, when she first started talking about doing that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to cover 1950 to 1951. And I'm like, seriously, there's enough for a podcast in those two years <laughs> in that song. And yet there's just a bunch of references. And so uh, that's for me too. It's been a great history lesson to kind of hear 
she's going through chronologically the years. And I think she does about two years at a time and in about 15 minutes. It's been awesome. I, I love that kind of stuff. That was me. And I have to go back and listen to the song. Cause I'm like, wait, did he really mention whatever Pee Wee Herman or whatever the mention <laughs> Coke and Pepsi? Cause I'm sitting no, there, cause on. then in my head, I'm sitting there singing, wait, <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, Oh, he did mention that Eisenhower's in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I like, and there's some references where Emily's not exactly sure what he's referencing because there could be several. Right. Like, let's okay. So we think it's this one, and no, I just didn't realize he jammed that many words. I mean, I knew he was jamming words in, and he said before he hates that song from a music standpoint because it's yeah. just it's not musically very good. No. Um. So there's no melody uh, to it, and the fact that he then has to remember all those words. He said he always turns around. He's I think his drummer said uh, if he gets stuck he'll look at his drummer because his drummer remembers the lyrics and he'll be well, singing. It's like that Johnny was it Johnny Cash who sang that I've been I've been oh, yeah I've been everywhere everywhere and you gotta know all this the cities yeah type thing. that's yeah, crazy it's, it's a ton of fun. I I think Emily's on to something there and has been on to something uh for a while that I just really appreciate that kind of well thought out, well put together and it's it's very niche from that standpoint. Um, that kind of stuff. I, I, I really, it's the, that is, I think the essence of finding your niche. And I would never want to do a podcast like that myself. I could not have the discipline or the time that it takes to do the research that she does. But Emily is uniquely built to well, do that kind of stuff. And, and it's great. Talking about what's your passion, right? Her passion is journalism right, and research. So yeah. that's right up her alley. You know, so no, she she does a great job on that, and I, I'd love to hear more of that, more of that. There's another one, um, Cody uh, Cody Wheaton, who I think we had. He came in one time and asked a question way back. He does shots of history, okay. With uh, it's, an, it's a, a podcast about alcohol. Do you remember that? Uh, this would have been maybe two or three yeah, years ago. Vaguely, yeah. He came on, so he does the shots of history, and it's all history of alcohol, and and. Uh, Again, little eight-minute vignettes on these different. I think he just covered the founder of Alcoholic uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah, in in a three-part series, and it's really digestible from an audio standpoint. You know, I can play it if I run it. Like I'll be at work, and I'll, one of my long podcasts will end on halfway, so I'll go pull Emily or pull his, um, and um, it, it's nice to have those to kind of finish up. You know, the commute. Yeah, that's uh, and of course the founder of uh, AA. Right here in Akron, Ohio. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Jim, anything fun coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, we actually just talked a bunch. Super nerdy, by the way. If you are interested in Bitcoin or the blockchain, I just had an expert in on that, talking about those two topics and what that means. If you had invested in Bitcoin just just four years ago, your money would have been 100 times more valuable today than it was then. So pretty pretty interesting stuff, TheAverageGuy.tv. That is something I've never, I've heard about it and it always kind of was like, ah, it's a fad kind of thing. I not, never got it. Not at not, all. Not a fad, no. In fact, there's Bitcoin ATM machines now out that you can put money in and take money out based on Bitcoin. So interesting. pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, so pretty interesting stuff. The yeah. latest show, I just released it, TheAverageGuy.tv. All right. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER to save when you sign up. We're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks to the chat room. Stick around for some post show coming right up. <laughs>